bit what's going on guys make sure that this i ain't getting too much wind here I found I think I found my space cool so a lot has changed and internally externally um, the way I think my values morals and rightfully so right I'm, I'm getting older things different things are are more important to me than they used to be and and it's just life Right. Uh, the only difference between me and a bunch of other people is that I'm not scared to fucking let go. So what did I do? Um, I shut the door on things that were not going to lead to anything. And also even then, like like relationships that I had with people where I just didn't get in. Like it wasn't reciprocated. Right. So meaning if I'm a cool friend to you and I'm always there for you, but I know I can't trust you. Like, I probably shut that door. Maybe not like a dick, but just like I distance myself, right? And I know that I shouldn't really bother to get too close or make an effort for you. Like, we're acquaintances. We're cool. We'll say what's up. If I see you out, I'm going to say what's up. But for the most part, like, I only have people that are willing to fucking pick up the phone and text me. Even if you don't text me every day, like, text me once or twice a week. Well, what's up? What are you up to? Give me a phone call. You know, and, and, and luckily, I'm blessed to have a few people you know like one of my buddies just i just got off the phone with him right now he was just asking me a few questions and uh you know i'm blessed letting go of my old life made me realize that i am blessed and that i'm not letting go for traumatic reasons right inside me just things are different like the things that i value and the way i want to do my daily activities are different so what did i do Again, I cut off relationships that were not serving me and that I was not serving them as well, where I was toxic. Like, I knew, like, one or two girls that I've been cool with, and I know that they always kind of wanted to go out, but I don't see them like that. And maybe my presence in their life, being available to just hang out or just talk to them, maybe that kind of stopped them from moving on with theirs. Like, dating somebody or taking somebody else serious because they would think, like, well, he's still here for a reason whatever and maybe that just maybe that just stopped them from living their lives and i don't want to do that to somebody either right all right guys so so those relationships are done with and it's not done like hey but i i've made it clear like hey you know i'm just gonna do my own thing or or just making it clear what I am and where I stand and if people don't accept it then then you know what like deuces like we learn from each other and you know wipe our hands clean no hard feelings and none of it was painful I mean if it's for my best interest and yours then then why should it be painful right I also quit my job <laughs> ah shit I fucking quit my job I was almost there 10 years guys 10 fucking years sales and service manager Branch 410, Downey, California, Autoclore. Sales and service manager. What does it mean to be a sales and service manager? I still don't know. Because I thought it meant something else, right? But let's start from the beginning. 
So, God. I started off, oh shit, a fish just jumped. <laughs> oh, and if you guys don't know, I'm out here, like literally next to the ocean, and then there's a little lake uh, at the Huntington Beach wetlands. Just came for a jog, and I figured, hey, like, let me just pop out a podcast out here in nature real quick. Let me fucking, I'm at peace, I'm chilling. Let me just put out this episode here. Why not? Why do it from my room or from like somewhere else when I can just do it from from outside where I want to be? I'm outside. Anyway, so yeah, I started in Orange County. I started in OC, um, very bottom position, which is production, which you're in the warehouse just fucking slaving away. Uh, and then I cross-trained a little bit in rebuild, which is just rebuilding machines. Um, and then a position opened up doing an install installing machines equipment like dishwashers for restaurants and hotels and all that shit and i jumped on that and then the next position opened up and i took it running route and then after i was done running route i took on a sales position and then after a little while the regional manager at the time was like hey i need you know, would you want to work in the Los Angeles branch because they need somebody? Like, they don't have anybody that can do everything, and you can do everything. You've, you've done, like, you know, a lot of the positions. They need, they need somebody that, they need a piece of a puzzle that can fit into any other piece, and they don't have that. And I'm like, you know what? Hell yeah, let's do it. So I transferred to L.A. as a route supervisor. I was there for, like, two and a half, three years. <clears throat> and uh, honestly, that was fun. LA was fun. I did have a hater there. I mean, I've had a hater in every fucking branch, to be honest with you. Um, and each branch, it was worse, right? So in the OC branch, it was an old supervisor named Steve. And then me and him ended up being cool. Once we were, like, in the same position and we both realized, like, you know, you were not supervisor material because you don't like stress and you don't like teaching people shit. You just like doing your own thing, which I respect that. And then uh, in the L.A. branch, I had a, an employee that like, he was on a bunch of drugs. And, and you know what happens, dog, is he saw how people liked me. And he was very, like, antisocial. Like, he was into, like, drugs and shit. And, and I think the just, like, my energy, my joking, my fun, how I got along with people, like... It, it it disturbed him because he was always going behind the scenes trying to convince people that I was doing something wrong, that I was a bad person. And it got to the point where I almost got in a fight with him. Um, and the manager, the branch manager at the time, Ryan Murphy, which is, I think, was, for me, the best branch manager I've ever had. Now, I had some cool ones. I had Jonah, I had, like, Eddie and whatever. And if anybody's from Autoclores listen to this... They knew their shit and everything, but the best branch manager for me, people-wise, that really figured out how to get along with you, how to, how to, how to um, mold personalities and how to work with every single personality, Ryan Murphy was the social genius of all of them, and that's harder than the, what the other guys do, what we did, right? You know, everybody else just kind of knows the work. 
and how to bust their ass and how to like put in more and more hours and that's their definition of being productive right uh but he was like intellectually socially people skills he was a fucking like he was a genius at least the best one i've ever had so anyways he really helped me develop and like realize the importance of like pausing thinking and figuring out what you're gonna say and figuring out like hey if i say this to this person they'll get offended but this other person will take it constructively so he taught me how to like how to learn my audience right and i think that's one of the best gifts i've ever gotten uh so so anyways so that happens and and then a uh, position opened up right <clears throat> so i had a ride along with with at the time jesus the branch manager which was still the branch manager when i transferred there um but i had an interview with him and he was just like you could tell he didn't want to interview me you could tell that he was like just there because they made him right and he was like yeah well what do you do like we're supposed to do a few things and it's like all right cool whatever and it turns out i didn't get the position right so he ended up picking somebody else totally cool i wasn't tripping because i knew there was a lot of people that were more qualified and i didn't even know what to expect like you know i wasn't prepared for that ride along like it literally just got dropped on me like that same that same morning so what happens like a year later that position opens up again and he's kind of like forced to take me in because he made his decision on who to put and then he wanted somebody else after that but they told him nope this is what you need you need a fucking swiss army knife of everything that can do everything that will bust his ass that will not complain that you can just set him and forget him and it, it, he's gonna figure it out you know you so anyways from the jump i mean even on my first day he was like you know i heard a lot of shit about you you know i heard this about you that you're like this you're like that and uh you know i just want you to know like you know just like a really like what a horrible first day but i mean it's not really uncommon for him to say something like that right because one of my boys that i knew was a good employee he left the orange county branch you know previously because he didn't like management they would treat him like shit right his his fucking supervisor was treating him like shit and he was you know like just a dickhead right and i knew he was going to be but whatever you know, I do believe that people can grow out of their bullshit. So uh, we'll get to that point anyways. So when he got hired, he told me, hey, I heard a bunch of shit about you. Same shit. Same thing. Like, I heard you have this reputation. And pretty much, like, as soon as you start with him, if he doesn't hire you, because you can easily tell. And the funny part about that branch is that there's a group of people that know. I have to kiss this person's ass. So, and he's super cool with me, takes care of me, comes in, is super nice to me. And if you're one of those persons that you just don't need somebody to hold your hand and you're kind of like a free, free bird and independent, like, it's kind of like, almost like insulting to him, I would think. And I don't know if it's insulting that you don't need him or the fact that he feels ignored, but that's a deep, like, trauma issue, right? <clears throat> and I don't give a fuck, like, I don't, I don't care, right? I mean, I might as well say my truth. And it could I could be wrong. You know, I could be throwing shots 
I could be just explaining things as I see them. Um, it shouldn't be offensive because this is the way I see it in my life. Um, history has many different versions. You know, in the U.S., it teaches a certain form of history, but the Japanese see see world history different. They think they won fucking World War Two. You know, the Germans think that they were screwed. Like every history exists for whoever as it exists for whoever documented it so this is my history and it is what it is guys it's out here it's for me and i take no you know it is i am here because of that right so i don't know if it's because it's traumatic like maybe this person never got the attention maybe they never felt like like they were top dogs somewhere maybe they were neglected maybe they just have an insecurity or you know like some people get their maybe they need a lot of validation and, and being in that manager position where people are always coming to you and like blah 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 and it's like you know you know maybe that's the validation you need, you need to feel important you need to feel like you're needed right because i mean i remember once i was like like one of the only one or two times that I was riding along with him, like throughout the day, he's like, yeah, when I leave that branch, I want that shit to fucking hurt. You know, I want people to feel it. I want them to be like, fuck, like everything's fucking to shit. And that kind of always stuck with me because I remember I told him, like, wouldn't you want that branch to run? Like, wouldn't you want to leave it running so smoothly that... It doesn't even feel your absence because you were such a good manager that you built up everybody around you to run that shit on its own. And he's like, no, I like to have my hand in everything. Like, I don't, I don't, you know, like, and that's when I realized like, this guy is like a control freak, a control freak, a workaholic and other shit. Right. But whatever. And then for a while, it, it kind of worked. And then towards the end, I kind of realized like something's up. And me, I'm very empathic. Um, I have, you know, certain gifts that I know things. Like, I knew Susie was pregnant. The chick at the office. I knew she was pregnant before she was pregnant. And I told her. I was like, You're, somebody here is pregnant. I was like, and there was like three dudes, three other employees in the office. I was like, either one of your girls is pregnant and you don't know. Or you're pregnant, Susie. I was like, and you don't know. Or you haven't told us. And guess what? A few weeks later, she went to the doctor, found out she was pregnant. A bunch of other things, guys. Like, I, I'm, you know, I don't say it. I'm a very deep person. I say some shit that's funny, but it resonates with somebody, right? But people have this thing about laughing at the motherfucker that's willing to be open about what's popping into their head. And that's cool with me. Like, I don't fucking care. Like, I'm, I'm fucking extremely secure. You know, and if somebody makes fun of me, I'm be like, oh, you're just like, you're laughing this shit, but you're laughing for a reason. You know, maybe this applies to you. Maybe it doesn't apply to you and you think it's a joke if I say something that might be like that somebody else might need to hear. So over the course of time and especially like in the last six months and even during COVID, like I was telling my coworker, Ricky, like, I don't, I don't know, dog. Like, I don't really see myself here. Like, I don't even know if I want that position. You know, the branch manager position, right? Like, I don't even know if I want it. It's just a, just the way it's been shown to me by the person that I work with. 
and then just going to the PL meetings, the profit and loss meetings with everybody. And I think when I went to the PL meeting, it's when I realized this feeling of me like not seeing myself at this company like in a year or two. It probably had to be faster. And let me tell you why. Because I'm I have a different way of looking at business and people and money. And I was in a room with corporate heads, with all the branch managers and like me and the and like the two other assistant branch managers, right? And like the company controller, like I don't know what he does, he was just sitting there. But anyways, like there's a lot of positions in that company that exist because we don't have a computer system that does it automatically. And that person could be out there making money, but instead they're just costing money. But either way. So everybody in that circle of management, as far as like direct daily management duties... Um, they had no sales experience. They don't know how to sell anything. Like, they couldn't sell water to a fucking... (laughs) They couldn't sell water to a fucking... A buffalo in Africa. Like, (laughs) if the buffalo had a hundred bucks, they couldn't sell that shit for a dollar to a buffalo. Like, those fools are just bullshitting. Like, they're just bullshitting about what they can do. They got to a point where they could no longer like they've reached their ceiling because their job at that point is to bring in sales to bring in money that's why we're on salary because i see salary as getting paid for results and for people that are not sales oriented and people oriented that they are just work oriented like okay like i have to sell a bunch of shit but then like a bunch of things broke down so i'm gonna do the broke down shit because i know how to do it and it's gonna make me feel productive throughout the day like i got something accomplished but that shit that's really my job like bringing more money i'm not gonna get to that i'm gonna hope that my sales guys that i don't know how to train that i don't know what their job is like that i never experienced a paycheck as a salesperson that I don't even know how to fucking bond with them. I do not know how to figure out how they learn so I can be the teacher that they need. I'm going to see if they just randomly fucking wing in it fucking and sell my way, sell me out of this fucking problem. And not only that, but the same shit goes like there there's people that don't have the experience necessary to to run these positions. And they're out here, like say we're talking about promotions and who do you have on your team that can do this position, who can move up to this position. And they're just out here like, yeah, so-and-so, um, yeah, but that's not really his strength. Like, I don't really see him doing that. Like, you know, like, no, he's that's he's not, he's not ready. You know, all this shit. And it's like, yo, like, how can you say he's not ready? How can you, a person that doesn't even know the skill that you're fucking, like, judging him about, that you don't even have it. How can you say that he can't do it? When you've never done it successfully. When you've never successfully trained somebody. Because I know that you don't have to be good at something. You don't have to be good at football to be a coach. 
but you never done either so how how can you tell me like how can you establish a limit on somebody when you can't even surpass their limit or you're in the same limitations like you're in the same spot like are you just afraid that somebody else might be better than you at something like hell no if i can create somebody that's fucking amazing like i'm gonna do that and then i'm gonna learn for you you can become the teacher i don't give a fuck but see that's that's when you release your ego and and a lot of those people that are in charge right there they're just working because they need their egos fed and i see i think anybody is capable of anything i think i can almost put any person into any position and learn how to teach them intuitively you know verbally physically i can show them what to do and and get along with them and figure out how to get along with them yeah there's some people that you will not ever get along with and that's because the way you are it, it, it brings something out of them where it's like an insecurity a childhood insecurity like they might not know it it might not be like hey this fool reminds me of the guy that stole my girlfriend back in high school it might not be like that apparent but it could just be like man like just some some, some subconscious stuff that that just made them feel weak at a certain point in their life or not loved or whatever like you know some people just think good employees are employees that are willing to stay there 15 16 hours for a whole day and do it every fucking day and the good employee is the one that comes in happy that does their work that that likes their job that likes the person that that they work for and is willing to do enough but also you know like that has a balanced life like being a good employee has a lot to do with your outside life not what you do there and you have to understand yeah we might be like no well i know how to separate shit like when i leave work i don't fucking think about it like yeah i did a good job of not doing that shit too even though i still had to fucking look at this phone that emails came in phone calls came in after work on the weekends but no like it's all one fucking piece of the puzzle like if you cannot you cannot separate it and think that somebody's gonna come into work be an amazing person have a great attitude be happy as fuck and then they get in their car and now they're depressed now that they're fucking hateful now that they're fucking like doing drugs like no all that shit transfers and once we start looking at that we'll be able to figure out a lot of shit a lot of weaknesses in management and leadership and that day in the PL meetings, I realized I will never be at these positions or above them because if these people are the ones that make up the criteria of me moving up, they would be fucking terrified of me because, because of a lot of shit. Because I am, I'm full of fucking love and positivity and and i see business a different way i feel like we need to invest and then the money will come right if like let's say just for easy math like if a branch of that brings in a million dollars can have 40 people working in there like that's the budget all right cool let's say we're at 950,000 and we have 39 people well if money and the the money if the money if, if the branch size slash if, if 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 the money coming in 
is equal to whatever the size of the branch and the amount of people work there. Why don't we just take the equation and flip it, right? Like algebra. Like, all right, cool. Well, we want to make a million dollars every month at this branch. Normally, a branch of a million dollars has 40 people. I got 37. I got 38. I'm almost there. Why don't I just hire those two people? And eventually, the money will even out. If money equals people and size, we're never going to earn a million dollars a month by overworking everybody. And if you do, you're overworking everybody. <laughs> and guess what? Now, mora- now morale starts to drop. You, this is like intuitive fucking management. This is psychic management. This is, this is a lot of shit that people never fucking knew about me. But I always knew about myself. And that I'm just going to make it my business. Right? So... I realized, you know, go not to get too fucking caught up in, in like the semantics of it, but I realized that I didn't fit in. And I wasn't going to go nowhere there because of the egos that everybody held. And then I realized that I didn't want to go nowhere there. So what happened? So I was just chilling. I accepted the fact that, hey, like I'm, I'm going to move in a different direction pretty soon. I just got a few things to happen before. Like I got a few trips and everything. So my stable income, I'm just going to hold on to it until until a certain date like i had already a target date right and then i started hearing like that the that somebody made a very distinct effort into making sure that i don't get get that um get that promotion i was like oh shit okay and then um saying like hey this person like literally literally just telling the person who makes that call like hey this person is not the right candidate he wouldn't be a good fit or whatever all right whatever fuck it i kind of already knew it because this motherfucker don't even talk to me he keeps me in the dark like a lot of shit that i would like if you have a right hand man or let's put it this way if you have a spouse and let's say for you ladies like if you have a husband and he's always telling you hey can you wash can you cook this can you like te está poniendo hacer cosas and then he's like hey um just letting you know i'm taking the kids to six flags or just letting you know i'm, I'm gonna take the kids to the mall i'm gonna take the kids to dinner and it's like what the fuck like i'm over here fucking like doing the shit you asked me to do and there's so much shit that you're doing and i'm not even involved like i should be involved in this like this is the family fucking like this is family and you're not involving me. You're just doing everything and I'm keeping me in the dark. And I'm just here like fucking busting my ass. Like that's the equivalent of the work relationship we had. Not only that, but then he put out a bad word for me. And it's like, man, like, so anyways, <clears throat> long story short, he also told the regionals and then the regional VIP that he and he, the, where he fucked up is name dropping. He name dropped certain names saying that if I was branch manager, like at least like five or six people were going to quit. And lo and behold, I talked to my regional vice president. I tell him, yo, that sounds weird. Like so-and-so didn't transfer because of that. I heard something else. And me, like me not living up to my truth, I didn't really say anything. I just, I want to ask him. Like I heard different. 
you know, because I didn't want to step on somebody's toes. But I never realizing really that this fool was already fucking like not stepping on my toes. This motherfucker was like trying to hit my toes with a fucking barbell. So I put my two weeks in. Um, and it was funny because I was talking to the other regional that I'm cool with. And I was like, you know what? Like I'm, they were saying, like, yeah, you know you want to go to new york to help run route over there because the owner's son is running route and we need to get him off of running route like he needs to be doing other shit like what the fuck like have that motherfucker see how his regular employees bust his ass so he can be like yo like this ain't no fucking joke like we're they're doing this for how much and i told him hey wait no cuentes conmigo because i'm i'm about to put my two weeks in and then we started going back and forth about like why and he's like yeah like i can help you why do you think you're not got to that next level and i was like it's not me it's not the work i go with my sales guys we sell when i'm with them and it's not because of me it's just a, a joint effort i sell when i'm with my sales guys i've, I've trained people I, i'll train a route driver i'll train an installer you know I, I do the work that's given to me you know honestly like I don't need no work as far as the work. I need just people to stop fucking hating on me. I need people to stop hating on me because of the way I fucking look, the way I act, the way people like me, the way girls like me, the way that I fucking carry myself. Like, above fucking majestic. That's why I carry myself. I carry myself like a fucking king because that's what I am. You know, and that will fucking, like... That will stir up a rise inside of a fucking person that is insecure. And but that's not my trauma, like because I was insecure when I was younger. I fucking dealt with a lot of shit. I I fucking deal with rejection all the time. And I still feel that way because I know a lot of that shit is not my trauma. That's yours. So you know, like I was like, no cuentes conmigo, because I'm I'm about to bounce, dog. Like I'm literally gonna do it. And then like later that day. My regional calls me. He's like, yeah, you know, so-and-so. So I told you I wasn't going to bullshit you. And, you know, this is the person that we're picking for branch manager. And I was like, yeah, well, I mean, in my mind, I already knew because it's the only other person in the region that is one step below besides me. So whatever. I was like, well, that's cool. And then he was going to ask me about going to New York. I was like, all right, cool. Well, I mean, that's fine. And he's like, right, how do you feel about traveling right now? And I was like, well, to be honest with you, I was like, I'm about to put my two weeks in so you know that probably wouldn't be a good idea and you know my last like two months were kind of rough there because i got a lot of extra shit put on me like i was literally going on call like every two weeks because the branch manager and then the supervisor they the branch manager took himself off because he was supposed to transfer to another branch but he took himself off like literally like two months before so he didn't even know what day he was leaving and he already stopped doing it and then the route supervisor um he had he's having some legal issues and he doesn't have a license and you need a license to work there but the branch manager accommodated somebody in a driving position job without a license to work there and not only work there only train people and make more money than the guys who have a valid driver's license bust in their ass every day and then the new guys still putting some new guys so they can train them so you're telling me that you are getting paid more to do less than somebody else and this is a type of shit 
the favoritism, the blatant favoritism that this this person that was above me, the leader, um, would do. He would create like in other branches, everybody goes on call. But no, if you cry enough, the guys in the warehouse do not go on call. Um, you cry enough, the guys in the warehouse will not hit the field. Um, apparently, if you don't have a license, you know, if you're cool with them, you don't get fired. You know, también había necesidad, but at the same time, take a dump and pay. Like, hey, dog, like, you know, you, you can't technically you can't be on the road. You can't do this. You're only going to train people. We're going to just drop you down to fucking your hourly and no commission. And we're going to put somebody else to do your position. Switch it up. You know? So do something to make it right because the other employees know that this fool can't drive and they see it and they're like well, fuck like that motherfucker's making more than me and i'm busting my ass and he's just chilling in the office milking the clock to like five overtime without fucking like doing shit like hell no they know it and that's why morale is getting fucked up because you make accommodations that are fucking extreme for people and then you kind of shut out everybody else and as time and time went on and I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to bust my ass until the last day. And that's what I did. I did what I had to do. I don't I didn't know anybody anything. And just like in autochlor fucking fashion in the morning, they were too busy to fucking just have a conversation with me. So they just said, "Hey everybody, I got a phone call, but um just Today is Marco's last day. Thank you for all the hard work. We appreciate you. Blah, blah, blah. And then everybody clapped and he just walked in like super busy. Like he was too busy to even fucking like say anything. Right. Um, which is okay. I mean, to me, what, Matt, what, fucked, what fucked me up to a certain extent is like the fact that the like the first person. And this, this is going to choke me up a little bit. One of the persons that had like the longest bond with. On my interview day, the day that I interviewed, I fucking met this person first. And he's like, oh, what do you think about sales? And, you know, we talked a little bit. I thought he was a branch manager. He ended up being the branch manager. But the person that I met initially that was in charge of, like, our whole region, he wasn't there on my last day. And I was like, fuck, like, I was like, the whole fucking regional manager, like, just brushing it off, like, fuck it. Like, I got a phone call to make. Um, like too busy to to just to show appreciation. You can say it, but you didn't show it because it was like a two minute announcement and whatever. Um, but I mean, I spoke my truth to my guys. You know, I was like, hey guys, you know, I'm leaving. You know, it looks like a lot of shit. A lot of people are gonna say a lot of shit, but it's a combination of things. And at the end of the day, it's for myself. You know, I want to run my own business. I want to work for myself. I want to create a company that that runs on an abundance mentality and not um, you know coming from a place of lack where you don't have enough you don't have enough you don't have enough so we all have to work more and then we'll bring more people in like no i want to create a company because i i run off of abundance i feel like there's money everywhere and money should just flow right in and that's why i'm attracting it so so i just left and i feel good I got my money coming in. I already have a fucking business plan for the most part, like a startup business plan for the most part that 
I know people that are helping other people start these businesses. And where I live, there's not anybody that does it. So I should be like in perfect position to to start. And it's going to take some time. I see it hopefully, you know, picking up at least consistent money. <laughs> but I mean, this this is going to change my life. And I couldn't do it being so busy where I was at. Because I had to be all in. You have to answer the phone. You have to fucking work, you know, 10, 12 hours a day. And then you got to go to the gym and everything. Like I, I wouldn't have been able to do any of this planning and this relaxing and, like, letting go. And, like, I have, like, no tengo nada de nervios. Like, I've been sleeping good, like, for the past couple of days. I've been seeing my family. Like, I let go. And at this moment in time, I am, like, the most happy I've ever been in my life. And I don't even, like, I'm not even going to get paid next week. Do you know? Like, I don't have a paycheck coming in. Like, what a fucking, like, how ironic that the happiest time of my life is when I, I mean, I'm technically self-employed, but I'm not, it's not running yet, you know? But what an interesting thing that the happiest time of my life is when I'm, that I let go of every fucking thing. All right. So as I'm walking back home from the wetlands, you guys might hear some cars or whatever. I apologize for it, but I feel good doing it out here. It's relaxing. Um, What's next for me? And you know what? Before I get to that point, I do want to say that, you know, when I when I put in my two weeks notice, it was very short to the point. And and I'll say it again. I spent almost 10 years there. I'm very fucking grateful for everything that I have learned. The, even the bad experiences. Why? Because they taught me what not to do in the future. They taught me how strong I can be. How resourceful I can be. How resilient I am. And even through all the bullshit. Like, like I'm still fucking full of love. And, and full, of the, full of ambition. And... And I just want the freedom to be creative with my people. Like, whoever I work with or whoever works for me or... But I can tell you this much. I will never have another boss again. Never in my life will I ever work for somebody else again. You know, I'm eternally grateful because I don't think if I... If I wasn't there and they didn't invest so much in me... I wouldn't be in this position where I can bet on myself. Maybe I would have still made it because that's the type of person I am. But I wouldn't be this like calm about it. Like I wouldn't like I would might be stressing. I might be like, you know, but no, man, like I'm good and I feel good. Like, well, y'all motherfuckers are at work. I'm out here walking in the fucking by the ocean, you know, just planning and just living like, damn, like this is as natural as you can get. Like if I was, I mean, theoretically, yeah. I'm walking in the walking by the ocean. I don't have no debt. I already paid everything off. I am as free as you can get by today's standards. So I'm grateful. I'm not talking shit. I'm just telling you guys my experience and why I left the career nine to five kind of blue collar work, you know. And uh, I'm gonna do different projects, but for now. 
you know, I just didn't align with everything. Like, I've been developing, like, my other skills. Like, you know, Claire Audience, if you guys don't know, it's like when you hear messages from, from your guides and, and guardian angels. And I've been, you know, I got a, I got a few tarot decks. And I'm just exploring the gifts that, that God gave me. And I'm gonna chase that as 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 a partial profession, and then I'm also gonna I also have another real business that I'm starting, and and I got some money coming in that I'm gonna put into that and get it going. So, like I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in a better position for sure. All I have to do right now is just relax. I just have to relax. Let go of any anxieties that I have. Get my body healthy as hell. Sleep. Do some self-care. Travel a little bit. Get out into nature. Because these things are going to take time. And and I deserve it. I deserve to treat myself. And to spend time with my family. And, and, and just sit somewhere. Look at the ocean. Or look at the lake. Or look at... Or walk in the woods or whatever and just have nothing to worry about. So that's what I'm gonna do. The next couple steps for me is I'm waiting on my money to come in because I'm about to buy a fucking Alexis LX470, which is basically a Land Cruiser. And it's already lifted, it's got a few things on it to go off-roading, and and I'm gonna go up to Yosemite then up to like Oregon and then across the way all the way through like North Dakota Wyoming I'm going to Yellowstone National Park for a few days motherfucker might go to (laughs) a motherfucker might drive his ass all the way to New York who the fuck knows but I have some time because once I get my money in I'm going to put it in towards my business and then my stuff's gonna take a little while to come in maybe like four to six weeks so I have a few weeks to just kind of to just relax and and plan and, and plot and enjoy time off of work. You know, I've worked like many of us since I was a teenager. And with a few days here and there vacations, you know, like we overwork ourselves. You know, you work five years and then you take a week off and then you come back and you have so much paperwork because nobody covered you. Nobody took care of the shit you need to take care of. And it's like, yo, like I come back to just fucking as soon as I see my desk, I'm like super stressed out. And it's like, what good does it do if I took days off, but no, nobody fucking covered me. But if you take off, I cover you. And you might come back to some shit, but not as much as you would have came back to, but you never fucking realize it and you never give nobody fucking credit, right? So it's like, man, I don't like this idea of, I mean, I love the idea of working with somebody that I get along with, but this just ain't, this just wasn't me no more, guys. And, and I'm super stoked about, about where I'm going and just everything, like, I don't know, it's not even like, I'm not even doing it for like, to show somebody like, oh, you see, or like, I'm not gonna flaunt nothing, like, I'm just giving myself what I deserve. 
and nobody's gonna nobody's gonna give it to you nobody's gonna hand it to you you know every we all have our own destiny and we're gonna end up at our destiny but the faster you let go of what you're holding on to that's like mediocre you know like you're holding on to a six or a seven and god has a 10 waiting for you but he's like hey you got to let go and this is going to come right after and you don't want to let go because you don't trust like we were created in god's image and if and if you don't trust yourself that means you don't trust god how could somebody make us in his image and bless us but yeah you don't trust you don't trust yourself like you weren't born evil like you weren't born incapable like you were born exactly the way you're supposed to be for the life and the destiny that you and and the what you what is meant for you so what is meant for you is yours and and that feeling like that, most people do not chase their passion because because they're so addicted and as human beings we're so fucking like obsessed with knowing outcomes before they happen like knowing the future like ah like i want to try to do this and and if it picks up enough you know i'll quit my job and then just do my own business like no it's never going to pick up enough because you're never going you're you're still you're still working 40 hours over here you put those 40 hours into your own business it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna pick up way faster exactly how you want it so we're so we're so addicted to knowing the outcome before we even do anything because we don't want to risk and the only way is to let go and you might think like oh well i wish i knew i wish i knew it was gonna work out like no one day you're gonna fucking let go you're gonna just jump and you're gonna be successful and guess what in the future you're gonna think fuck i wish i would have done it earlier and because our souls are interconnected that feeling you have now of like man this is what i would really like to do that's the you in the future channeling yourself thinking i wish i would have done this earlier like i remember when i was thinking of like that's what they that's what they mean by time happens at, at the same time like time is is happening at once like the future the past and the present are happening at once it's like the future version of you and your soul because you have the same soul is telling you today when you're fucking like hesitant but you know it's your passion whatever you're trying to do it's your passion it's sending you a message do it do it do it it's gonna work out don't wait don't wait but you don't listen to your fucking heart that's why people say follow your heart you know like if if people were to tell you hey this feeling is a sign from god this feeling is one of your angels one of your guides telling you to do it then everybody would be like oh fuck yeah like i'm gonna do it fuck it but you have to learn how to decipher those messages yourself. And to me, like, I mean, just, it's not, it's not, it wasn't not getting the promotion that I didn't want that upset me. It was the way it happened. You know, it was, 
the fucking deceit, the fucking lies, the fact that nobody checked with me, like, hey, yo, this is what's being said, what's up, is this true, how do you feel, or pull people into this conversation and be like, hey, so-and-so said you were going to quit if he became the branch manager, is that true, nah, but no, nobody checked. Nobody fact-checked. So now we got a branch way worse off. Because I can tell you that the employees already, they're questioning their new manager. They're like, where is he? Like, he was supposed to help do this. And he put somebody else, like, to do it and whatever. Like, like this motherfucker, like, at least I cared about him. At least I cared about my people. Meaning, like, if I didn't have the skills necessary to run that motherfucker yet, I cared about it so much that I was going to develop them. I would have made sure I was going to develop them. But they're worse off. And guess what? The company, trying to save a bunch of people that are with that from quitting, now they're really going to quit. Why? I could tell. I know things. Stanley Scott is written in the fucking stars and it's written in the cards. So, I wish them, wish them success. I mean, that's a, that's a, that machine, that, that company is a big machine and it's going to keep going. Uh, but not with suffering from a few people, you know, like some people are going to suffer. And I mean suffer just like stress and everything and, and I feel like they're forcing people to wear masks still when you don't have to and i mean i was running i was working busting my ass out right now during the summer the the vaccines you know it's gonna have side effects in the summer and uh you guys are gonna see i mean you're already seeing you know this shit was written already and a lot of people in the spiritual community knew that this vaccine, that <laughs> that there's some shit in there, and there's some shit in there that's that you don't want to know. And I'm not gonna say it because I'm not trying to get censored. But there's some shit in there that, that's gonna come out and so evil, you know. That's why I didn't get it. I just hope people I just wish them the best but you know like I my point was is that I was working every day with my fucking mask on running in and out of a truck 100 degree weather and I'm a healthy individual I'm 6 feet about 208 205 solid fucking built dude and I was getting a shortness of breath feeling dizzy and I hydrate I fucking drink water like every fucking stop I would drink water because I know how I am and I still felt like crap. I still feel like, fuck, man, I'm going to pass out. Like, I can only imagine what these, the guys that are out of shape, you know, that don't really do much besides work and go home and just chill, like, how they feel. And I wouldn't be surprised if, surprised if some of these guys just fucking, like, get ill in the summertime. Especially with that, that, that shot that they got, thinking that they're going to catch something. It's making it worse. The heat is exposing it. So, in conclusion, 
I left my work because I didn't li- align with the people. I didn't see myself as one of those people. I'm a fucking man of, that's filled with love, filled with confidence. I, th- I, I see money everywhere. I see good people everywhere. I love the truth. And, and you know what? Maybe it's time for me to start my own fucking empire based off of abundance, love, positivity, you know? So, and that's what I'm about to do. I'm going to start something that's going to fucking, that's going to create generational wealth for me and my family and my kids when I do have one, because I don't even have a girl right now. But, um, I don't know. But first, I'm going to do a little bit of adventuring, have some fun, and then whatever happens, happens. I ain't tripping. But... You know, sometimes it's about the journey. And I kept trying to, like, dig deeper and dig deeper and dig deeper for for a different answer. But it wasn't a different answer that I was supposed to find. It was, I just, it wasn't an answer that I was looking for. It was a reality that I had to accept. I had to accept that. That place was not for me anymore. And it's okay. And now I'm here. My body, my brain, my heart, everything feels fucking right. And I'm taken care of. God's gonna bless me. God's gonna bless everybody. God's even gonna bless the fucking, the person that sabotaged me. The person that, I'm not even gonna say sabotage me. Cause that motherfucker blessed me. Because I would've been stuck there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't live my, my fucking truth, my destiny. So, You know, he, somebody might think that they fucking got one on me, but, got one over me, but I don't think so, man. I think, uh, I think uh, I just got pushed into greatness. So, I'm going to go overlanding for a few days. I am going to go to New Orleans. I just booked a fucking flight to New Orleans with with the homie and my friend Daniela. Um, going to Mexico. I, have a, I already have a two-week trip to Mexico planned. And for my birthday, I'm going to get like a mansion and throw a mansion party. Or, or I might rent a pad like in Baja and throw a party. Um, there's an area in the beach where you can rent out the beach and... And we can rent out a fucking, we can pay a, a grupo norteño or a banda to come play for us. So I don't know, possibilities are endless, but I mean, I'm having fun. I haven't done shit, but I'm having fun. <laughs> so thank you guys for listening to my podcast. Uh, feel free to shoot me some messages and, um, and stay up to date with me because I'm going to start posting more frequently and on Instagram, TikTok, whatever. I'm not a TikTok person, but I, I think it would help just for a little bit of, of exposure and just people to watch and get more more plays. I'm not trying to get famous. I'm just, you know what? Maybe I'll inspire somebody to do the same thing that is in a similar spot in life. 